Welcome to Dungeons & Drams, a homebrewed D&D campaign live played for your enjoyment. There's whiskey, laughter, and usually more whiskey. We stream weekly on our YouTube channel, so we hope to see you there. And now, on with the show. Hello everybody, and welcome to Dungeons & Drams, uh, the game where some of your favorite whiskey tubers come together and play D&D. So, tonight, uh, I present to you your... your uh, I don't know what we'd call it. You guys still haven't named your group yet. You guys got to do that at some point. Didn't we? No, well, you, you threw we a couple drunken of... Drunken Saviors, or was that the other group? That you was guys... the other one. That was, yeah. that was the other group. Oh, okay. Yeah, one of these days, you guys got to you gotta think of something. Um, but anyway, you know, if you don't, I'll just throw you into, like, a gauntlet, and you guys will be required to have a name, <laughs> or they'll just, they'll just kill you. <laughs> Snortimer soldiers. There you Ooh, go. I like that. <laughs> Not bad. I just that's not bad. Actually, so Jason, with that, you earn the right of uh what are you what are you drinking tonight and who you who are you playing? So uh my name is Jason C. I uh run the Mash and Drum uh YouTube channel. Uh I play Alessio Morte, uh the uh arcane trickster rogue, who uh as you guys may or may not know, Bill likes to try to kill every week. But I've been I've been uh, pretty <laughs> safe the last couple of weeks. I've stayed out of arm's way. We'll see what happens tonight. Uh, but tonight I'm drinking, uh, I kind of was like looking around cause I'm in the whiskey room tonight and I'm like, man, what the hell do I feel like sipping on tonight? Mm. And, um, I pulled out my rye whiskey of the year last year, which I haven't sipped on since last year. And that's the new riff barrel proof, sherry finish malted rye, mm. which is absolutely just a ridiculously good rye whiskey. So I didn't realize that they had started making all kinds of crazy shenanigans. Um, I love it for them. I, I've just there, uh, yeah. I think for uh, from a new rip perspective, I am actually not that crazy about the bourbons they make. I think mm -hmm. they're they're highly inconsistent, especially from a single barrel perspective. Mm -hmm. But man, their rye whiskeys, their malted rye, the Balboa rye, the different types of rye that they do, the finished ryes. I mean, nine times out of ten, they they do a great job with those. And this one, mm -hmm. this one was. Um, I had to trade to get this one because I missed it on the on the initial. Well, this is a heavy sherry finish, barrel proof, non chill filtered rye whiskey, a malted rye. What's the ABV? All, yeah, it's um fifty six point three five percent. Okay. So 100, 112 and change. Nice. Well, that sounds exciting. I uh, yeah, I do like the idea of doing. All of their releases always seem to, even at cast strength, seem to be relatively low compared to other cast strength offerings they well, must I mean, they must put it in somewhat low they're yeah, they're going, yeah they're going in a low entry proof so you yeah. can, even at barrel proof their stuff never really gets you never really see it above 120 ever mm -hmm. um so how about you ed what are you drinking tonight other than water? I, uh, <laughs> I got a little single barrel pick a whistle pig this is another one i bought mostly for the tater sticker it's got porkins from mm. New Hope on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and the fun thing with this one is it's actually it's actually a sixteen year rye in a in a with a ten year label. So that's kind of that's kind of interesting. This particular bottle was two thousand four to twenty twenty. So yeah. is there is there a more useless character than Porkins? I'm not sure. Like I, I'm truly. <laughs> I, there there you, sir. I actually think Jar Jar was more helpful than Por Porkins. <laughs> I mean, well, Jar Jar, Jar, Jar like, actively put the Republic in danger. Porkins just blew up. So. Right? <laughs> they were like, dude, all yeah. you have to do is pull up. And he's like, nah, it's cool. I got it. I'm just going to crash. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, there was, there's only one. This is so funny to bring this up real quick. Uh, my cousin here is visiting from Indiana. He's He was playing a qualifier to be in the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, this weekend, he's, he went to college and he got full, you know, uh, he's an amazing golfer. So um, we were, I don't know, Avengers Endgame was on last night and we're mm-hmm. watching the last uh, the last episode and there's the part where they're trying to get to the van to to do to like, you know, yep. get mm-hmm. the, um, the gauntlet out of there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like the women all come together and they're like, uh, how are we, how are we going to get past all them? And you're like, she's going to have help. And then all the women come together. Mm-hmm. So the girl from Guardians of the Galaxy with the antennas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I forget her yeah, name, too. The green, yeah. starts, green. She yeah. starts walking. Like, all tough. I'm mm-hmm. like, what, what are you going to do in this fight? <laughs> all you <laughs> You just touch people and put them to sleep. Is that what you're going to do? She's going to look hideous. (laughs) (laughs) You are are very disturbing to look at. Very hard to look at. Right, yeah. (laughs) That's great. Um, All right, so, uh, yeah, never mind. I was going to go more into Porkins, but I suppose we should probably get to the uh, D&D in some capacity. Um, Adriana, what are you drinking tonight? You're back at home. Uh, you've got your whole availability to you. Uh, your 700 bottles of Knob Creek. Which which one did you pick? <laughs> <laughs> instead, to really you know change it up. Instead, I'm working on bottle killing this Baker Seven. So that's okay. super far away from Knob Creek. By I thought you were joking. Baker. Instead, and then you pull out Knob Creek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's yeah. Baker Seven, which is close, but not quite. Uh, but I also grabbed a couple of Elijah Craig barrel proofs because I feel like having some, and I think the new one might drop this week. Nice. So uh, don't buy it. Uh, okay. While I drink that, I'll be playing Tallinn Creek, the halfling uh, ranger. Mm-hmm. And now I'm stuck on this whole thing about being a ranger, and it sucks to be a ranger. <laughs> 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 Bill and I were just talking about it yeah. before it started. Um, yeah. So. so- I will hopefully. I've been taking over the job of dying every episode for Alessio, <laughs> so I'm hoping to give that up soon. <laughs> That's true. It has been a couple times recently. Um, yeah. So actually, maybe it just goes in cycles. Each of yeah. us gets a turn. Yeah. I uh, maybe it will. Um, question for anybody listening to this now or in the future: What have you done with your rangers to make them more interesting? Um, specifically, yeah. actually, let, think about uh, spells too. Like, if there's spells that you make sure you take, give give Adriana some help. Um, I've got suggestions, but I'd rather hear from the audience. Yeah. All right. Uh, real quick, that Baker Seven is is that worth getting? Because I've I've just never had it before. I think it's underrated. Like, hmm. I keep meaning to do a video about Baker Seven. Because I feel, I mean, like, I understand why people don't, because it's pretty much the same price as a Knob Creek single barrel, and so, like, you could get that instead of this. But it is a little different, and, like, I have yet to have one that I did not like, and I loved this bottle. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was super good. It's, you gotta, it's different you gotta enough think, for me to be worth it. Yeah, you okay. gotta think of you gotta think of bakers in the same context as Wild Turkey, where they have one mash bill okay. and they age it in different areas to give a little bit of a different feel to it mm-hmm. i think baker's kind of falls under that category and you know it's, it's 107 proof and you know not everybody wants to drink 120 proof so i think right. it kind of i kinda don't understand falls, those people it kind of <laughs> falls into those into you mm-hmm. know into a nice yeah, it makes for like a nice you know easy open drinker 
to start with. That sure. And they're single barrel, so there's yeah. some variety. But some, some of them, really you know, them, a couple of them could be. You know, you get the ones that are a little bit closer to the you know eight to eight and a half nine mm -hmm. year mark. Because yeah, normally you'll see the seven on there, but on the tag it'll tell you most of them yeah. are eight years old or older. Okay. Um, this one's eight years, seven months, so it's yeah. like yeah. older than a book. You know, most pretty much all the bookers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just a little bit lower proof. Like I think I think they're freaking good, and I did get to try that thirteen year one. Mm -hmm. that, like, oh, how was that? Year. Oh my god, that one was fucking ridiculous. That was <laughs> really good. Yeah, I have I have one of those back there in the silver box. Oh, nice. So good. Yeah. So good. yeah. Right when, right before I started the channel, actually, like uh, like a couple of years before I started the channel, I bought a regular Baker's, and I remember just being like, oh, like not, I wasn't a fan of just oh, like regular the old Baker's. Label. Yeah, yeah, I mean, old, we're old talking old. twenty. Actually, it would have been before twenty thirteen. Um, mm -hmm. So oh, okay. yeah, I have a couple. I have a couple of those bunker just because they're the old wine style labels, kind of cool. But mm -hmm. but I was I wasn't a fan of it back then. But I also didn't. I wasn't into whiskey back then, so I could have a completely different opinion of it now. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. So Clifton, what are you, uh, what are you drinking tonight and who are you playing? Sure. Um, well, I'm back this week. Uh, thank you all for, I, I've caught up on, uh, last week's stream. I'm sad that I didn't get my, um, little golden nipple piercings that you guys were talking about buying for me. <laughs> but, okay. It's okay. Um, I'm, I'm Clifton. Yeah, that was it. Uh, I'm Clifton. Uh, my channel is Bourbon Bites. Um, and, uh, I play Novelist, who's a half elf warlock seems to find himself getting to some places he shouldn't be getting into um <laughs> theoretically and physically um as well and then tonight i'm i'm actually just doing some bottle kills so i, I grab like three bottles that are low i have a templeton 10-year rye um presidential dram eight-year rye and then uh maker's castor just because like these are all so low i hopefully get through at least one of them tonight I was about to say, I'm so hoping you get through all three of those because that'll be the <laughs> oh, ultimate cliffy. Like, we'll see. Bill tries to kill me tonight. We'll see. I might have to. I never tried to kill. If I wanted to kill you guys, I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. All you would have to do is just make some crazy monster and just drop it in the middle of the forest where we are and like yeah. make them unbeatable, and we're dead. With yeah. eight legs, so it can hit us eight different times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yes, multi attack. I'm gonna yes. roll again. Oh wait, I gotta roll again. Oh wait, I'm gonna roll again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna roll so again. how many, how many legs does he have? Another set of heads. Yeah, that's uh. Mm. So you. So by the time Bill adds up all the dice, he's like, uh, so that's uh, eighty-five. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm dead. <laughs> and, then, and then he'll be shocked when you say, "Well, I'm dead." He'll be like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, it's so funny. I don't know how I lost such track with you. I, it's. I mean, I did whatever I thought the the bear would do, but it was funny when you were like, "Oh, I'm unconscious." I was like, "What?" <laughs> you just the fight <laughs> <Yeah>. just started. <laughs> so you, so you. I mean, you took some yeah. big chunks of life off of her. Like, sure you know. did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you rolled you rolled kind of bad on the deck save, I think. I'm glad. It? I'm glad it just yeah. happened to somebody else for once. <laughs> <laughs> So, piddles don't play. No, piddles don't play. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Clifton, do you want to shout out our patrons real quick? Yes, indeed. Um, huge shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, that goes to Mike, Steve, Tony Tutos, EJ, James Taylor, David, and Martin Lewis, and Scott MC. So if y'all do want to support the channel, you can go to patreon.com slash Dungeons and Drams. Uh, get access to some cool behind the scenes uh, stuff that, that Bill won't show us. And uh, <laughs> maybe even have an NPC named after you. So um, yeah, mm, absolutely. check it out. 
Uh, so before we get started, I have to call out, Russell B is kind of like MVP of the chat a lot of times. I, I, he's got some good zingers. He says, uh, Bill doesn't have to actually go that extreme of length. He just has to send a ball of snakes. <laughs> so, yeah. That, that's yeah, Alessio's un, favorite. The unbeatable, the unbeatable ball of snakes. No matter what I did, no matter what, no matter what I did, attack me 12 fucking times. This is ridiculous. Like, like, Dragon I really fight. want to see that ball of snakes make a return, like as your rival, like showdown <laughs> with this ball of snakes. <laughs> if, it, yes. if there's an option to, like, I am running so fast. <laughs> the clouds cover drag, the moon, the whole dragon. world goes dark. Yeah, there'll be a dragon, a giant yes. ogre, and I'll be like, all right, let's do this. And then they'll be like, and then out of the corner comes a ball of snakes. I'll be like, bye, guys. <laughs> As you run, you trip over a rock, and there's a snake underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> Two snakes, As three snakes. Run. As you run, the, the, the reptiles have amazing, you know, growth. Uh, they could go they could go from 12 feet Multiply. to 30 feet and just bite your ass. Like, oh, <laughs> 12 times. Elastic <laughs> Awesome. All right, guys, let's get into our game here. So, all right. In the last episode of Dungeons and Dreams, the group left the bear hold and helped Thora Ironheart to get a healer for her injured arm. They went back to the Silver Sweet Inn and got a good night's sleep. As I actually, as I was writing this, I realized you guys went like all over the friggin' place last game. There's there's a lot of little locations here. So, you guys got a good night's sleep, and the next morning, Talin dropped Booker off at the Silver Paws Spa. And you can pick them up in a couple of hours. Heading to the Platinum Weave Clan's quarter, you guys ran into an old pale dwarf named Grumblewort Stonebeard, who asked Talin to take a look at something strange going on in the Spinning Spores, an area that grows mushrooms for the entirety of Erngor Zuak. Uh, you said that you'd be by a little later. Soon the group entered the Silver Spindle to use the coupon that they had won from the Festival of the Roaring Rampage. Uh, the group acquired two items, both of equal importance. A cloak of elven kind for Alessio, which utilizes magic to help him hide better, and a top hat for Booker with a chin strap to keep it on his head. So, <laughs> Novelist rejoined the group and let uh, them know that he may be being followed. Um, and they, uh, so Clifton, I'm going to give you full, uh, what do you call it? You are able to divulge anything that you want or as little as you want. None of the players have heard your episode. So all of the power is in your hands. I like I like a little mystery. We'll keep it we'll keep it quiet for now. Excellent. Uh, so you guys took a very brief tour of the Shimmering Cavern, and then found their, your way to the Glimmering Gearworks, where they were. Uh, you were formally introduced to Taniana Fizzle River, and she introduced you guys to the engineering group Merrick Coppercoil and Alicia Cogspark. Um, our episode ended as Alicia Cogspark strapped a jetpack to her back, blasted through the air, deployed some sort of safety device, and then running back to the workshop, asked who was next. So, I ask you guys, would anybody like to fly through the air? Uh, yes. Yes, I, of course. Shouldn't there be somebody bigger than her to try it out at different sizes? Well, it's funny that you say that, because uh, actually, as you volunteer, uh, Taniana and Alicia actually come up. They say, we, we've we already got all of the specs that we need on uh, gnomes. Uh, we'd like somebody a little bigger, if that's okay. Ah, drat. Uh, I'll try it. Strap me up. 
All right. Uh, it deploys a ball of snakes. <laughs> if, it if it doesn't deploy it, I'm going to land in a ball of snakes. <laughs> I like it. It turns out we were all balls of snakes. This <laughs> all <time>. all <laughs> It's like we are Groot. We are balls of snakes. We, we haven't even really started drinking yet. So. Yeah, <laughs> two more bottles. I can, you know, right? keep going. All right. So uh, they say, um, let's see. So as they're as they're kind of getting you ready, they, they pull out this orange jumpsuit and they start to kind of pull it up your leg, but it's obviously far too small for you. Uh, but Merrick, who was the, the guy working kind of like with the engineering stuff with the gems, he lazily scoots his stool back, he picks up a small green gem from the table, no bigger than a pencil shaving, and he presses it into the cloth. The cloth immediately grows in size to fit you perfectly. And he walks apathetically back to his stool. Uh, Alicia says, uh, if you look at your chest, you'll see a white rectangle. This is the bounce-assisted life-saving landing system. Uh, are you ready? <laughs> Great! <laughs> and then uh, she, she kind of she she you guys you have the the rocket strapped to your back, and she lights the rocket, and uh, she says, "Okay, uh, you're gonna wanna you know kind of squat down, and pretty soon it's gonna it's gonna light." And uh, oh, I I forgot to tell you how to deploy. And as she says that, you take off into the sky. Um, so the rockets flare to life and you're pulled by the shoulders out to the, of the top of the glimmering gearworks. As you approach the highest points, uh, in the cavern, you end up near those kobolds that had been cleaning the ceiling, uh, kind of hanging from ropes. You startle one of them and they fall from the ceiling. Uh, however, they're caught by the, the rope and their, their friends that are kind of up there with them, but they're now dangling freely. The rocket starts to sputter as you reach the pinnacle of your arc and start to descend. You need to figure out how to deploy the bounce-assisted life-saving landing system. Or, or balls. Balls? I was going to say, is this falling balls? <laughs> so, what are you doing to deploy balls? <laughs> balls. Well, I mean, first thing I do is just try to hit that silver button. So I start tapping it. All right. Uh, so, you... Uh, it's it's thankfully very intuitive and as the air is rushing past your ears it's deafening and uh you you smack yourself right in the the chest right on top of the the device and you're quickly enveloped by a white canvas air bladder uh but right before your vision goes away you see a number of dwarves exiting the tunnels down in the pits and um they're kind of just staring at the ground and one of them kind of looks up sees you coming and that's the last thing you see before your whole vision is just white as you're in this inflated canvas uh ball um so you bounce into the pit once twice three times and then you roll to a stop but you're upside down and you wait but nothing seems to be happening you seem to be stuck inside of the balls <laughs> <laughs> it's a good problem to have <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. as, as a note, when they were when they were suiting you up, um, they kind of just you know they they basically put the suit over the top of all of your like all your gear is either on you or left at the at the the area. So you're you're just kind of stuck inside of this thing upside down. What would you like to do? Uh, well, first I first since I saw some of the 
the workers down there, like trying to like walking out. I first I just say, "Hey, anybody there? Is there anybody there that can help me?" <laughs> I just got uh, I just got a shout out, but I don't know if I'm too muffled or not. Sure. Um. So, excuse me. A couple of seconds go by, and a pickaxe pierces the bubble, and it starts to let the air out. And a group of dwarves are staring at you as you kind of tumble out of out of the balls. <laughs> That's the last time I'm saying that. <laughs> oh. Good thing they got him out of there before those balls turned blue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when when exposed to to ultraviolet light. Yes. Anyway, because <laughs> the sun normally doesn't shine in inside of Urngorzuik. So. <laughs> Um, anyway, so the dwarves are staring at you as you kind of tumble out of this, and you see a, uh, a rather kind of like skinny, skinnier for a dwarf man standing above you, and he's got a blue beard, and he's got these blue eyes, and uh, he kind of holds a hand down to you, and he he, uh, he says, Well, it looks like the ball system is working well. Thanks for helping test it out. Uh, and he... Um, kind of helps you up to your feet and he taps you in the chest and the ball collapse or the the big white thing collapses back into the white rectangle upon your chest he says i'm magnus Stormrider, captain of the jewel of the mountain's crown pleasure to meet you pleasure to meet you captain so i uh see you're helping out hmm oh magnus Stormrider. That's a badass name. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he says, I, I see you're helping out uh, Taniana with the, the balls, uh, the balls system. I, uh, I asked her to change the name, but I mean, the acronym's just so good. <laughs> so, so how was your trip through the balls? <laughs> was it cushy? <laughs> was it good? Imagine the flight attendant doing like her whole like emergency spiel kind of thing. And, like, in case of an emergency... Balls will deploy. <laughs> <laughs> you slap your balls. Yes. You're balls slap. will cover your face and neck. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, so I look at him and I say, "Well, it looks like it obviously worked. However, you might want to think of a way to get right side up if you end up upside down." <laughs> Ah, that's a, a very good observation. Also, probably we'll need to pack some sort of a knife inside or something something to help you get out. Uh, it's a good thing we were here. Yeah, uh, good thing. Where were I don't think I've seen I don't think I've seen many uh many uh many folks around here with a blue beard. Where where are you from? Uh well I'm I'm from further up north. Uh my family and I we've We've been taken to the skies for, for quite a while. Uh, like I said, I'm the captain captain of the skyship up at the skyport here. And uh, we're just kind of testing out some of this new equipment before we get going again in, you know, sometime around midday tomorrow. What are you doing here? That's quite a coincidence. Uh, me and my, uh, my fellow friends up above, above the pit, we are, we're actually looking to, uh, to, to, uh, to charter a ship. Oh, you, you don't say. Where are you looking to go? Uh, oh, damn. Where the hell are we starting? Where are we going? Let me look back at my notes. Dimidium. Yes. No, I'm sorry. Not Dimidium. I was Volantis. Volantis. Yeah, yeah, Volantis. I'm yeah. sorry. That's the mistake I shouldn't make, but that's okay. <laughs> All this crap in my brain. Here, here. Have the wrong answer. Yes. Volantis. Remember, well, we are, it's Volt's anus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
We're trying to get to Valantis. Valantis, eh? Uh, well, in order to get there, we'd have to we'd have to go over the uh, the, the disintegrated peaks. Um, I mean, are you are you are you looking to go there like tomorrow or or? Well, I, I'd have to. I've, ha I've had to talk to my group, but if you're the if you're the man to see, I'm kind of glad I fell in this pit in a big ball of balls. Well, <laughs> I, I will have to say you got some height on that. Uh, even the gnomes they don't go up that high. I, they must have put a little extra kick in the rocket at this time. Uh, yeah, I think they did. <laughs> he kind of he points up at the the ceiling, and the the cobalt is he's still uh, kind of dangling. But you see, he's he's just starting to pull himself up the the rope, so he'll he'll be okay. Um, he's like given like the the old man arm you know handshake. He's like, are you, grr? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> get off well, my ceiling. Yes, yes. So, so, I, so I say to him, I look down on him. I say, uh, well, let me work my way back up the pit here, and uh, I'll talk to my friends. And uh, if, where where can I find you if I need you the next day or so? I'll be over at the around the Skyway, or maybe in the Silverhammer area, kind of staying at one of the inns there. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I'll just tell you if you if you're looking to go to if you're looking to go up north, uh, I can get you over to the name of a city that I forgot. Um, the the <laughs> the Dwarven capital, <laughs> which is <laughs> fairly close to Volantis. Uh, I'm I'm not very willing to go over the disintegrated peaks because you never know when uh, Fireclaw will be out hunting. Oh, Fireclaw! Is that a dragon? That is a dragon. Uh, roll a history check for me. Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, Nineteen is very good. All right. So Fireclaw, uh, this this would be well, pretty well known. Although if you know if you've never been to this this. Uh, continent it's possible you wouldn't know but fireclaw is an ancient red dragon who is responsible for the disintegrated peaks being in the state that they are basically he he exploded out of a volcano along with lava um there used to be kind of like a lush forest where the disintegrated peaks are but no longer and uh he he often will fly in that area kind of looking for food um all right, so, so I kind of look at him. I kind of look at him real quick, and I just kind of, I kind of look behind him, like, "What are you, what are you doing down here? Are you guys working? Uh, you trying to look for the golden vault?" Well, actually, I was. Uh, uh, it's funny that you say that. Maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. But I, I was actually waiting for for whoever was blasting out of the the gilded gearworks <laughs> next. I assumed it'd be a gnome when you tumbled out of there. It was. Uh, I thought maybe maybe like one of the, you got your hand on one of those crystals or something and, and got a little bigger, but it was it was unex, unexpected. <laughs> yes, uh, bigger bigger balls. I understand. Yeah. Bigger yes, always need yeah, always good. Anyway, so the uh, the the you mentioned the the what was the what did you say? The uh, I was wondering if you were working or looking for the golden vault down here. Ah, the golden vault. Uh, what are you looking for the golden vault for? Ah, I was told it's one of the one of the things to see in uh, in this uh, in this beautiful city. Mm. Well, I don't know who told you that, but uh, you're gonna have to get inside the Sunstone Cavern in order to uh, see the Golden Vault. And uh, security around there is not, you know, they're they're not just gonna let anybody in there. Um, oh, I see. Okay. You're gonna need a, a reason to be in the Sunstone Cavern, otherwise they're they're gonna probably turn you away. Okay, well that's good to know. Well, it's mighty fine meeting you, Mister. Show Storm Rider. That's a badass name, dude. 
Just well, thank thank you very much. I earned earned. Uh, there's quite a bit going on up there in the the, the sky, and uh, you know maybe I'll tell you the story of how I got the name uh, another time. But uh, yeah, so if you guys are gonna wanna hop aboard the skyship, just meet us meet us there kind of mid morning tomorrow um at the skyway and we'll we'll leave from there it's gonna be probably about 10 gold pieces a person though it's a bit of a bit of a trip all right well thank you for uh, for all the information we'll uh, we'll be in touch soon no problem all right see you later yeah. uh sure. so while while all of this is happening the rest of you guys are left in the gilded gear works uh, is there anything that you would like to do or say or talk you know what are you guys doing So, I understand <laughs> that you work with gears, yes? Yes, and I want to create gearworks. <laughs> I want to create a tiny man to sing songs for me. Can you do this? Interesting. What kind of song? Uh, why, why am I talking like a dwarf still? Sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> are you? So, um, actually, at this, uh, so Alicia, she she kind of perks up a little bit and she says uh is the is the little man like do you want to play a instrument or just sing or tell me more about what you want well can we can we make him a tiny guitar a tiny guitar absolutely i mean and and she kind of she runs over to to her desk and she starts kind of drawing out some some schematics and uh, I mean, this is something that you're used to seeing. They're incredibly detailed, incredibly fast. And she's having all kinds of ideas. And she says, uh, yeah, I, th I think we can we can make that work. Uh, do you need it to walk on its own? Or is this going to, like, sit on your shoulder? Like, tell me more about this. No, no, no. I I'll do the walking. He will do the singing. We, we need our party has no singing. We need someone to sing. Sing about our great travails and, and, and actions. Is and, this a and mechanical quests. bard? Are we buying? We need a, bard? a little bard. We need little bard. <laughs> uh, all right, and and she's like she's drawing some more, and she writes at the top of the uh, the blueprint. She writes Bartholomew, um, but she uh, <laughs> she says you can change the name if you want. This is just a working title. It's okay. No, no, no. Uh, that is lovely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, it's got she she looks at you and she draws a little sombrero on his head. Uh, and uh, she's like, uh, so we're thinking a little a bit mariachi more. Mariachi bard. We're thinking a little bit. We're thinking a little bit more mariachi uh, rather than, uh, like, say, a, a lute. Is that the idea? Mm, I was thinking more flamenco, but flamenco. mariachi will do. Ah, we we could definitely <laughs> do that. Flamenco too. <laughs> and um, so she says, uh, why don't you why don't you come back later, and uh, I'll have this all ready for you. Um, who price price price? And she she looks over at Taniana and she says. What would I even charge this guy for this? And uh, she says, "Yeah, let's have hearts." And then you you hear Merrick. He he kind of speaks up. He's three gold. That's three gold. It's gonna be three gold. These two, they can't make any decisions. Just three gold. Yes, this this is a wonderful price. Perfect, perfect. I will take him. All right, excellent. And he, he picks up a little ye a little yellow gem off the table and he throws it over to uh, Alicia. And he says, yeah, you're probably going to need this. Um, he looks at you. He says, uh, it'll need to charge in the sun every couple of days. Uh, but aside from that, it's it should probably do what you want. It'll be fine. Yep. Very good. 
if you if you want i mean do you want me to like record like you want my voice to like i'm i'm like as you could tell we'll talk about that after the episode i've got some ideas (laughs) okay cool (laughs) (laughs) awesome yeah, that came out, came out of nowhere. I I'm love just it. saying, everybody needs a tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Alessio, actually, well, actually, sorry, we'll get back to you in a minute. Uh, is there anything else that you guys would like to do within the Glimmering Gearworks? All right, cool. So, Taniana, uh, she she was actually kind of staring out the window at your launch, Alessio, and she's got these. Um, if they're not binoculars, they're more goggles that she wore where the, there's like these multi levels of magnifying glasses that just kind of, uh, locked into place in front of her eyes as you got further and further away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she's like, all right, uh, it looks like your, your friend's balls deployed properly and, uh, we'll be, uh, he'll be back soon. I'm sure he's, it looks like, it looks like he's talking to, uh, Stormrider. Um, all right. Uh, anyway uh is there anything else that you guys want otherwise um you know we'll see you in a little bit for your bartholomew i'm just gonna say his balls really descended <laughs> oh man i love it <laughs> remind me to make more balls jokes built into the episodes <laughs> so many balls oh so my. many balls all right so um let me just kind of catch up here so uh alessio roll a perception roll for me real quick Okay. There we go. Uh, Eighteen. Eighteen. Very good. So, you uh, you've been talking to Stormrider for a little bit, and as you're kind of getting, you're dusting yourself off and everything, you're getting ready to leave. You notice that there's a lot of dwarves that are kind of coming out of several different tunnels right now, but you mm-hmm. notice that there's a, a single tunnel with a big chain spread across it, and the entrance of it is covered with a wooden board. Uh, that's hanging from it. And do you speak Dwarvish by any chance? I don't recall if you do. I can't remember either. Let me check. Um... Mm-hmm. Now, let's see. Languages, common, elvish, and thieves can. All right. So you, you can't read the uh, the sign on the chain, but you do see that there's also a, like a, mon- um, like a statue next to it mm-hmm. um, of just like a, it's like a picture of, or it's a statue of a dwarf holding a pickaxe. Okay. Okay. I guess that's it. So, <laughs> um, what would you like to do? Um, are you heading back up to the Glimmer and Gearworks, or? Yeah, I'm gonna head back up because I want to see if maybe, um, oh man, maybe see if Agnomio can uh, can read it for me. Okay. All right. Uh, so you head back up to the Glimmering Gearworks and you uh, rejoin your party, and you guys are all rejoined outside of the front door. Uh, how you doing, guys? Did you did you see me fall? Yeah, you Most it. impressive. I was. I can never look away from a a pair of balls being dropped or a single ball. <laughs> <laughs> you really you really busted through those balls so ha! Ha! <laughs> needed a little help i mean it was getting kind of uh the it was kind of sweaty balls in there you know, was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> until uh they were kind enough to cut me out of those sweaty balls it was good who who's who that guy you were talking to afterwards that was magnus Stormrider. i think i think we I think when we want, if we want, we we have a, a passage to the Skyway. He's he's the captain and can uh, can give us passage on his skyship. 
Sweet. He'll take us to Atlantis? Well, no, he'll he'll take us to the dwarven capital. He he couldn't remember the name of where he used to live. I don't know what's wrong with him, but uh, <laughs> uh, I I will say, guys, he did he did mention a um, uh, it could be a dangerous trip. There there's a dragon, a red dragon called Fireclaw, who uh, who roams those who roams the skies on the way to this dwarven capital. So it could be dangerous, but I I trust he'll take us. Uh, hopefully safely to the destination so the legends are true fire they are seems that way talon well shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh you guys uh you guys kind of finished up what you want to do up here i when i was walking up here on my way out from the pit i found a, a tunnel down there that uh, seemed to be uh chained off and um there was a sign on it in Dwarvish, which I cannot read. And I'm wondering if my brother in Rapier or anyone else can maybe help me decipher what it means. My friend, I have told you this so many times. <laughs> I speak Gnomish. <laughs> I speak Dwarvish. That's right. You're I a gnome. <laughs> yeah. He's a gnome. I'm a halfling. We're different, okay? I mean, I also speak Dwarvish, but you know. Yeah. Two of well, us here at least speak Dwarvish. How about we go down there and see what it says? Helen <laughs> loves a mystery. So, uh, the name of the other city is Erngor Kazord. K-Z-O-R-D. That's the main Dwarven capital. Kazord. Erngor Kazord? Kazord, yes, like... Dragon Zord. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so for the sake of brevity, so you guys head back down into the pit. Uh, I'd like you all to roll me a d6, please. My foundry is not working. Um, Hit F5. Yeah, and I'm, I refresh oh. and nothing's happening. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, actually, I don't see you in the in the, in the the uh, thing. Well, my character right. sheet was like all, doing the all gray thing that I think sounds like what Jason oh. had trouble with last time. Um, so I refreshed and now I can't get in. So, oh, fun. beautiful. Okay. Um, well, do you happen we to have any? Foundry. Do you have any actual <laughs> dice? Uh, I think I might have sent oh, you some shoot. forever ago, right? No, I did have some. I just do not know where they <laughs> yeah, are. Um, got some. I can find an old. I can find it. I can ask Siri to do it, right? Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Just ask her to roll a d6. So how do you how do you roll the d6 with the how do you roll a d6 with the uh, the code thing? So you you were close. Uh, do slash roll space one d6. Slash roll space one d6. I got six. Okay. Cool. I got I got I got four. All right. Talon got a one. Uh, what'd you get, Manomio? Um, a one. A one. Oh, two ones. Okay. All right, so as you're heading down uh, towards the pit, these uh, these five dwarves oh boy. are now standing in front of you. And they're all wearing these black leathers, and you notice very quickly they all have these onyx daggers kind of crossed at their back. Although one of them, the guy that you recognize from gambling, um, he's standing there and he's got one dagger in his hand. And he says, Hello. Uh, what are you Bullshit. doing? Nobilis, uh, I, believe, <laughs> I believe 
I believe uh, we had our conversation interrupted earlier. Um, do you, did you have some fun? You had some fun with the the ladies or or gentlemen. I don't judge. Uh, over at the come inside in or come right in <laughs> not the come inside in. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the 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 CD joint. The come right in. Oh, is, that's the high class joint. The come right in is classic. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I have so, no idea what you're talking about. I was in no uh, such place. Interesting. Interesting. Because uh, I'm pretty sure I saw you. Uh, he looks back at the, the guy behind him. Uh, he says, Brogan, uh, do you recognize that guy? He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw him at the bar. He was uh, he was talking to the, the bartender there. He ordered a drink. Uh, pretty sure that's the guy we're looking for. He turns around. He says, Lyra. Is that is that the guy we saw? She says, "Absolutely, absolutely. That's that's the guy." And she starts kind of heading up a little bit. They're starting to kind of circle around you guys. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, I have no other defense. I mean, I, I think we're about to fight, aren't we? <laughs> Novel. I look at Novel. I go, "What did you do?" <laughs> there are there are so many giant titted blonde elves in this Dwarven city. It could be anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you like work. damned elves <laughs> so uh they say uh, look novelist uh at this point you you've kind of you've taken some of my time my time is valuable at this point uh, i think you think the price has gone up to about 50 gold mm, has it? and he, I... he, he looks he looks uh, sorry before you answer he looks at you talon and he says uh just so you know I wouldn't trust your your purse around this uh, fella back here. I will not take such such blasphemy. I'm trying to see how much gold I have. I'm I'm looking at this new sheet. I'm trying to figure. I think oh, you have ooh. about forty. You have about forty. Gold. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Um. Surely we can work out some other kind of deal. I mean, you obviously are interested in the establishment as well. Maybe I can get you a discount. Make a persuasion roll. Oh, persuade him. Wait, so did that guy say to me that I shouldn't trust novelists around my purse? Uh, yeah. No, he, you work? do no such thing. He, he's obviously lying. A 24. Uh, 24. He says, uh, all right, it's it's clear that you don't realize the uh, situation that you're in here. Otherwise, I don't think negotiation would be the, the way you'd choose. But he kind of looks at all of you. He says, there, I see four of you, and I see, uh, you know, four fortuitous let's i see a fortuitous situation here why don't we discuss how you sleeping could with them <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know where that came from he <laughs> said he wanted you <laughs> i'm just saying he said there's four of them and four of them like us and then y'all were talking about being at the come right in not that's not going down uh, <laughs> you know, I um, I I'm trying to think of what I kind of want to have you roll something because I I just love that. Let's just just roll me a persuasion check and let's let's just see what happens here. You have a you have a negative one to this. Uh, I want Talin to roll a persuasion check. everybody. You rolled a one. <laughs> Oh, Actually, right. technically, I 
rolled a zero because I rolled a one and I have a negative one charisma. <laughs> so it's a zero. <laughs> you, so you rolled a zero. Okay. Uh, so at this oh point, he, he actually, uh, <laughs> he's so taken aback that he's, he's like, uh, Hey, uh, Lyra, could you could you come over here? Exp- what what was your name? Talon. Lyra, come Talon come. Ex- is completely red. <laughs> I I'd like you to kind of maybe explain a little something to Talon here, because that's not what we're getting at. And and uh, Lyra comes over and she's just like, he's not talking about having sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> I whisper back, I'm like. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, he looks he looks at you, Alessio. I'd like you to make a sleight of hand, uh, Alessio, real quick. Well, actually, let me let me tell you what, what he's looking for. He's okay. going to he's gonna notice your ring, unless you choose to hide it. He's noticing my ring of Brakath? Yeah, or he will, unless you choose to hide it. He's 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 kind of looking you up and down, trying to see what you're all about, um, and he will see the ring on your finger unless you decide that you want to try to yes, hide it. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to hide it. Okay. So roll a sleight of hand for me. Okay. Natty twenty. Uh, that's a that's what that's what we call a dirty twenty actually. Dirty. 20. Oh, it's not a natty. Well, I can't tell because I can't see the. the that's right. Oh, that's true. We can't oh, see that's fair. Yeah. So, so, you, come up. so it's a technically you rolled a nine, but you have so many modifiers that it became a 20 because you're a freaking beast. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how the rogues roll, baby. <laughs> so you, you, um, you managed to kind of hide, hide your ring, like within the, the little, the little part that's covering the top of your hand. Um, so he does not see it. He says, you seem to be, uh, maybe, I, I mean, I don't want to be too presumptuous, but I would guess that you probably know your way in and out of places without being seen. And it just so happens that the uh, that the obsidian blades here have a, a use for you. If you're willing to help us out, we could forgive your your friend Nobilis is here, uh, his his transgressions, and there might be some money in it for you. And if I choose not to help you, well, I mean, the way I see it is, we outnumber you, and uh, you know there may be some more people hiding around the corner. Talon's like, you'll have to sleep with them. So so Brondor actually he ta- he takes out some dice and he says, if you choose not to help out, then uh your your fate'll be up to the to the dice here. Damn, Nobilis. <laughs> don't don't look at us into. Uh, well, what's the job? And how much? And how much money? And how much money are we talking here? Well, the uh, actually the pot is quite sweet. It's about a thousand gold. But what mm-hmm. we need you to do is, uh, we actually need you. We need you to go into the Sunstone Cavern and retrieve some of the Sunstone for us. But it's going to be a lot. It's going to be about 45 pounds worth. So you're going to have to find a way to carry that with you without being too obvious. Now, here's the thing. The sunstone, they glow real bright. So you're going to have to find a way to, to hide that. Even within a backpack, your backpack will light up. We'll put it down on Lesio's pants. No problem. 
<laughs> Just hide it, in, hide it in your balls. <laughs> what does that new coat that he got do? Uh, that oh, most super dark one. It's well, I like where your mind's at, but no, nah, it just it just helps him to hide better. Yeah, I don't I don't think we could use it like oh, the okay. invisibility cloak from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, he he kind of he well. This is so Ocean's Eleven. I'm kind of digging this right now. <laughs> We're getting like break in, like break into the vault, steal, and try to walk out of there without being <laughs> without so, being tackled. <laughs> so, so this guy's name. His name is Bronder. B R O N D U R. Bronder, and uh, he's he's the guy that was like you were rolling dice, gambling with whatever. So he says, uh, if you're willing to take the job, we can we can retreat back to our hideout. We'll go over some of the details. And uh, we could talk about how how you might be about uh, be able to get this done. Why wouldn't you have done it yourself if you had such value out of this? Novelist, you've gotten us in enough trouble. Okay, okay, I'll shut it. <laughs> <laughs> I just reach up and just give him a little slap on the. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh... I'm like, I'm kicking his ankle. I don't want to <laughs> sleep with these people. Oh, man. <laughs> I did, but okay. I'm getting used to getting slapped a little more often. I kind of like that. Holland so, Creek is on fire tonight. She's like, she's just like, I'm not sleeping with him. I'm not sleeping with him. Can you? Can you shut it? Like she. Tal I like that it's been right. very clearly explained that they're not interested. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so uh, so at this point, Brogan starts saying, you know, uh, pretty soon I'm going to start taking some offense to this. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Lyra, who's the, the woman who was speaking to you, she she hits him and she she says, you'll take no such thing. The only thing, you... well, whatever. She she says, uh, leave, you leave her be. So um, here's the question. Are you guys, would you like to go with them now or would you like to continue to walk around? I'm more asking you guys this out of game. Uh, I, I guess we'll go now. with them now. Yeah, I guess yeah. We'll, there's no real reason. I mean, really the only other section we haven't really been is over there on the, um, on the golden side. Are they taking us to a pub or a brothel? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, really been on the I'm kind of banned from that brothel, so like, let's not go there. <laughs> Yeah, we kind of haven't really been over on the Goldbeard side, so if this is our way to kind of go over there and yeah, I'm very interested in going over there as well. Okay, well, so let, let's do this. So they'll say, "Why don't you come to our place in about an hour or two? Uh, and they they point on your map where it is. Um, it's actually down in um, sorry, down in the Ironheart clan. There's a there's a, a house that they kind of ping, and they say. Come down there when you're ready, and we'll we'll go over the plans uh, to have you in and out of the Sunstone Cavern as quickly as we can. And we're definitely not sleeping together, right? <laughs> I mean, you already owe me 50 gold. I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, you don't want to see my rates. <laughs> Fine. You don't want to see my rates. <laughs> All right. So the, the five of them kind of, they back. Uh, go ahead. What is it to, is it an unarmed strike to kick Nobilis? Uh, to, yeah, yeah, why not? Go ahead. I'm kicking Nobilis. As long as I don't have a risky whiskey to save this, because I just poured the rest of my maker's mark into here, so like, I kind of want that. All right, so Tal, what's Does your AC? Hit? What's your AC, Nobilis? 
Uh, everything's moved around. You're Hold you're four, fourteen. Uh, so you okay. do. You do successfully hit Nobilis. Um Yes. Roll damage. Four damage. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so do I get you slap uh, damage from Anomio as well. <laughs> if if Anomio would like to, but that's up to Wait, him. I was kidding. No, 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 no. You 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 introduced it. Yeah, now, yeah, no, I'm totally gonna. Oh, let's let's make this happen. So what uh, I need to do is starve you guys for dice rolls and then introduce interior group conflict. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Yeah. Uh, boop, boop, boop. I'm gonna. Oh, oh yeah, 21. Definitely, definitely That'll definitely hit. hit. <laughs> <laughs> An eight. eight. Oh, wow. Holy crap. Wow. Shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I might not know my own strength. Well, go ahead and take your 12 damage then, Novelis. Um, well, that was great. That was brutal. <laughs> You're very strong. Hey, did I get at least a long rest before this all happened? Because this kind of like took me down real low. Uh, actually, actually, no, no, that you is didn't. your own damn fault. So, so Nobilis, if so, when you left the the um, area that you left, let's just—I don't want to give anything away. I will just say you did not get a long rest last night. Okay, all right. So. <laughs> fine, fine. Boom. You cause yourself damage at the brothel. Alessio, Alessio just looks at everyone and is like, "You're all idiots." Three <laughs> <laughs> Scrooges over here. The point. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, cool. So uh, they all they all kind of head down south, and they're they're um, uh, probably a bad choice of words with tonight's episode. But <laughs> uh, so they they I all had them no. <laughs> they, they all head down to the to the ironhold uh or towards the ironhold okay so you guys are free to do with the day what you'd like so you were starting to talk I about actually you were on leave. you were on your way down to the pit at the when we got interrupted does the platinum weave plan have anywhere to pick up some health potions um that's a good question probably uh what would you like to get we could just kind of gloss over that just like <laughs> okay so uh of greater healing yeah there, there's a few different types so um let's do this so potion uh healing sorry i'm just trying i forget the prices and i want to make sure you're not overpaying so potion of healing um they basically go up by 50 gold a piece uh they're they're pretty expensive but we could also roll if you want to like negotiate or whatever so what what are you looking for? Are you looking for like a 1d4 plus 4 or a 2d4 plus 8 or 3d4 plus 12 or whatever it is? Uh, I think I'm looking for like one low one to just like pull somebody out of unconsciousness or something. And then Got it. Okay. One high one. Roll. Let's just uh, kind of gloss by this. So go ahead and roll a persuasion check. Let's say you haggle with the, the, the person. Anybody else want to roll for this? So, wait, you said it was a 50 gold, like, non-haggled? Uh, healing potions are very expensive. I've I was going to say, am I the only broke mother effer here? Because, like, <laughs> I can't afford anything. No, you guys, are, I haven't been giving you guys nearly enough gold. Uh, and that's that's <laughs> kind of on me, so I'm okay with, uh, although you did roll a, a one, unless you want a risky whiskey. I rolled two ones tonight. 
Oh jeez. Uh, yeah. I've got I've got a good amount of gold in case anyone wants to take a loan. Yeah. I have two I have two hundred thirty nine if anyone needs yeah. it. The Dang. the one pro the one problem is when you guys when you guys killed the dragon, um mm -hmm. he had a he had a horde, but based off the way that fight went, you guys weren't able to spend much time with it. Um otherwise you could have just been shoveling gold into your bags. But instead you all got <laughs> yeah. magic items, which by the way, uh, Alessio, I'm not sure if you uh, remember, but your your armor is magical. Do you recall that? Because I don't think the, you've ever used it. So the the studded the studded leather I have, or the yes, yep, the studded leather. Yeah. Um, yep. Just read it and keep it to yourself. But I just wanted to remind you about that. All right. So Talin, um, I'm gonna say with your one, are you gonna risky whiskey or no? I have too much ECDP in my glass. I can't do it. <laughs> but I do have a good amount of gold. Like, not all okay. my things were changed into gold. That's fine. Like all right, all so, stones, so. so it'll cost you 50 gold for a potion of healing, uh, which is 2d4 plus 2, if you'd like that. Okay. I'll buy it. All right, I will add that to you. What your... about a small one? What's, like, that's, the the, smallest that's the one smallest one. one. Fifty yeah. gold for the smallest. Yeah. Two, what is it? Two D four plus what? Plus two. Plus two. Yep. So but that's okay. I added it to your uh, character sheet. You should have a potion of healing now. Okay. So are you guys heading down to the pit, or are you going somewhere else? Do we want to head to the pit, or do we want to check out the spinning spores? Because Mister Grumbly Warts was hanging out. I yeah, I, yeah. I think we could. Uh, for, for some reason, I feel like that cavern's gonna reveal itself at some point. So let's go over the spinning spores. <laughs> that doesn't sound metagamey. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like. Oh, my first thought was like a. What are those people called? Exhibitionist. Uh, <laughs> like it's gonna reveal himself. <laughs> what are we talking about? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm talking to you guys, man. You're, 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 you're literally talking about a cavern. I'm not even talking about a person. Uh, so, so is she, right apparently. But that's a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different cavern. Colin is on fire tonight. <laughs> We're talking about different caverns. My bad. Uh, <laughs> well. I mean, I was going to head over to the spinning spores later on once I picked up Booker. Oh, okay. So. Fair enough. Let's go uh, to the pit. Yeah. All right. All right. So you guys head, you guys all head down to the pit. Um, and you kind of, assuming Alessio, you're kind of leading them towards that, that cavern again. Um, so what you see is... Uh, you see a statue um, that is devoted to those lost during the rise of the Underdark, which um, you guys wouldn't have heard about. But uh, let's let's do this. Who hasn't really? I think I think uh, let's let's go Anomio. Um, can you roll a history for me? Sure. And Clifton. I don't think you've gotten to roll much tonight. I've just been rolling ones. And I think. Don't ask me. Yeah, I probably should I have had it. 50. 15? Alright. Alright, 14. Okay, cool. So as you guys read the statue, it says, This statue is devoted to those lost during the rise of the Underdark. Their sacrifice protected Erngor Zuak, and their strength feeds Magnar's Forge. Um, so with your 15, Anomio, that actually was just enough. Um, should have had your old religion, but whatever, I'll keep that. So Magnar is the minor god of uh, basically blacksmithing and metalwork 
um, and he he represents himself as kind of a, a dwarf a dwarven man uh, who is just you know constantly beating uh, beating on on metal and the um, the ember the ember forge is actually devoted to him um, the ember forge is the forge in the top left corner of the map here um, as you're kind of looking at the the sorry the statue a dwarf walks up to you and he starts kind of telling you a little bit about it um he says uh uh brave souls we lost many good men and women that day in the mine uh we blocked it off after we pushed the underdarks monsters back uh into into the darkness um we typically keep people around make sure nothing comes out of here but we haven't heard from him in many years now the the rise of the underdark was a event that happened in Urngorzuak where basically there were a number of creatures that came from from the underdark these are like these are abominations right there i know most of you guys probably don't actually have a clue about the underdark but there are some seriously scary crap down there um and they came up basically the the dwarves delve too deep you know think balrogs <laughs> although those are different but still that's the same concept they went too deep and I they found stuff that... whenever i make a lord of the rings reference just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry that's that's not on me <laughs> um, i mean a little bit i guess but uh let's see under dark I just want to make sure I'm telling you guys everything that I wanted to tell you. Um, yeah, so they, they said that there were specifically there were mind flares and other unspeakable horrors that emerged from the depths. And uh, the dwarves worked tirelessly to protect their home and drive back the threat. But um, it wasn't super long ago, so pretty much everybody who's still living in this city remembers those days, except for the kids. Um, but yeah, so this this uh, cave has been kind of blocked off with that that chain. It's not like a you know you could easily just kind of go under it if you wanted to, but it's meant to keep people out. Uh, and if you're looking back when we're sorry, if you're looking at your map, it's it's this one right here that you're looking at. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, do we want or need to mm -hmm. go wake up the underdark and bad things? I'm gonna say no, Scott. No, Scott. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How about new? <laughs> wow, I haven't heard an awesome powers reference in a while. <laughs> Sorry, so, so again, you what? what? Was that? I said I have very little to fear from a mind flare. <laughs> yes, all. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, do you guys want to make your way to the Goldbeard area? I know you had expressed interest in that, and I want to make sure, sure we sure. fit yes. whatever you want to do into the episode here. All right. Yes. So um, you head over to the Goldbeard clan uh, area, and there's a, a few different points of interest here, although less than the other areas. Um, the main ones are the Golden Market and the Sunstone Cavern, at least that you guys know about. Um, also the, the Ember Forge, which is kind of like in the top, but uh, you learned a little bit about there. There's more, but it's up to you whether you want to visit it or not. Well, I, I think before we go on this uh, this quest, maybe we should see what's in the golden market. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think we should yeah. just head right in. It sounds pretty dangerous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's go shopping. All right. <laughs> cool. Uh, so you guys, <laughs> you guys head to the golden market, and uh, this is think like a like a bazaar, like you know, in real world. There's there's a lot going like on it's here. Very weird. <laughs> yes, like it's very weird. Um, there's there's a lot of golden bearded dwarves. A lot of like just blonde hair. And uh, although you'll notice that specifically 
their beards are extremely clean. Um, whereas everybody else that you've seen here, they spend time in the mines or whatever. Whether the gold beards do or not, they take pride in the the color of their beard and making sure that everything is is not covered in in uh, dust. Um, they're all kind of yelling back and forth at each other, taunting each other, mostly things like insulting their wares uh, and calling it lower quality or gold-plated or whatever. Um, you get the feeling that this is where the city happens. Uh, sorry, the trade for the city happens. And although there's a ton of dwarves here, there's also several humans. There's tieflings, gnomes running back and forth. There's kobolds kind of going from stall to stall. Um, again, all, all red scaled. Like every kobold that you've seen here has red scales. Um, and uh, some some of the some of the people, although they're kind of like going from stall to stall, they're like just touching everything, like you know, really kind of obviously driving the the shop merchants crazy. Um, and uh, there's other people who, with like the jeweler's loop, kind of looking closely at gemstones. You imagine that there's if there's anything in your inventories or your spell slots that you need for materials, this would be the place to buy it. Um, but also, there seems to be quite a bit of jewelry for sale here. Mm. Nipple pieces? <laughs> I'm sure you could find somebody to do that if you're looking for jewelry, for sure. <laughs> do they... I, do the women dwarves have, like, gold glitter in their beards? Uh, uh, roll a perception check for me. <clears throat> As she's doing that, you guys notice that there's one shop that kind of stands out among the rest. Um, mostly because of the adorned golden sign hanging above the door. So you rolled a five. Um, not at the moment, at least not that you've seen, uh, but there are some uh, of the, the dwarven women. They, they're they wearing like, um, I guess you'd call it fancier clothing. Um, now, something that you've learned in your time in Erngar Zuik is that everybody here works the mines. There is basically nobody who's exempt once they hit a certain age. So these people are specifically working the mines, going home, getting clean, and then putting on fancy clothes. So they're going out of their way to really look nice. Um, so this this uh, place that you... look like trash? No, because you guys all took baths yesterday, actually. Um, okay, cool. So you're, you're, and your clothes, I believe most of you had your clothes cleaned. Uh, Alessio has a brand new cloak. You guys are actually looking pretty dapper. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, Vanish on something? Maybe. <laughs> I could be convinced. Uh, so one shop stands out among the rest, mostly because of the adorned golden sign hanging above its door. It says Mystical Gems Emporium. And uh, there's a there's a guy kind of standing towards, uh, he's a little far back from the door, but most of these areas, they're, they're either tents or they're open shops with like the doors are wide open or whatever. And you notice there's a guy inside with a, uh, he's got a silver beard rather than, than gold. Oh. Go in. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I think we should talk to this guy. I was gonna say that—that's what we call a hint. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, let's talk to this guy. <laughs> right. I'd like to so turn around and talk to the, uh, the the cobalt, please. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, just for future, I'm totally fine with that. So, anyway, you walk inside this uh, building. And you notice that there's a ton of jewelry kind of just out. There's everything from gold rings to silver rings and like like every kind of gem that you could imagine just kind of uh, on, on necklaces and rings and bracelets and every other kind of adornment that you could imagine. And um, 
Does anybody here have any... This wouldn't be on your character sheet, so think about your character's history. Does anybody here have much knowledge of gems or jewels or, or even just the finer things in life? I think Noblis would. Mm -hmm. Does anybody else? Uh, probably not. I think Anomio's rather dapper, but more of in a, a matador kind of way. Less <laughs> of a fancy... He's, he's got a traje de luces, but he doesn't have a... Uh, he's not about gems, you know? Sure. Um, Alessio, Ta you, you would does be... research. She, she doesn't mm -hmm. know about fancy things. I feel, okay. like, I feel, like, I feel like Alessio might, just because he... I would agree. Yeah, he started, um, you know, just kind of being in, uh, kind of starting his whole thievery and mm -hmm. you know, being a rogue. He might, he might know some of the finer things in life that he's. Yeah, seen. it would make sense to know what to steal. So, how about um, Nobilis and Alessio? Why don't you guys both make investigation checks for me? All right. Okay. Twenty one. Like height ism is this, where the two short ones don't know shit about like fancy expensive. <laughs> Novelist just the tall has ones get taste. it all. I think this is by choice, mm -hmm. though. You know, right. less you know. So this we, is we've tall got a... privilege. Tall. <laughs> <laughs> See, this this is exactly what's wrong with America. <laughs> Correlation does tall not privilege. equal causation. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, totally anyway. Does. We, we say that all the time at my work. It's, it's like, well, this bug is happening on this thing. It's like, yeah, correlation doesn't... Yeah, anyway, sorry. All right. So with a 21 and an 18, actually, both of you guys spend a little bit of time just kind of checking out the wares, and you're impressed by the quality. This is some seriously well-made stuff. Um, you could tell, like, all of the gold is, is almost flawless. It's very clearly, like, 24, 18-karat gold, whatever you'd like. Um... All of the jewels are cut really well, and they seem to have very little imperfections, um, but the ones that do are priced accordingly. So everything about the shop seems honest, I guess, would be the right right uh, word. It seems like they are selling things for what they're worth. Okay, so they're on their up and up. They're legit. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but I would say that the, what you can see is priced accordingly. Okay, well, we can see is priced accordingly. Okay. Yes. They already know their gems just grow, like, every week. And so it's, like, kind of, like, screwed up that they can just sell them for full value. But uh, So I will I will say that the gems that you saw in the Shimmering Caverns are not the same thing as, like, rubies and emeralds or whatnot. They're, they're okay. gemstones. Um, okay. I mean, amethyst would be the best way to put it. Like, amethyst would certainly grow here, but they're not precious gems. Gotcha. Okay. Are there any sunstones in stock? I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. um, so there are some rings with sunstones on them. Um, and with your investigation role, I'll, I'll tell you that what you notice about sunstones specifically, this is not a gem that you've seen too much. Um, it does glow with a little bit of luminance, but what you notice more is it just has, I'm trying to remember the, the real, real life equivalent, brilliance. Um, as light hits it, it glows and it makes like a rainbow on the ceiling and stuff. And uh, it's just extremely fine. Um, there's all these little facets in it that just make it glow. I'm just curious how much they're selling that for. Like just what, like a ring with the stone in it. I'm just curious how much that goes for. Sure. Uh, so the, the regular like mundane rings um, with sunstone in it, things that are not enchanted or have any magical qualities to them, they're the the smaller ones are on the like about 10 gold side the larger ones they can fetch 
quite a bit more, um, 30, 50, 75, somewhere in there. They're not huge prices, but those are a lot for a typical person. Is, is, the, is, the, is the gray bearded gentleman still in the store, in the shop? Uh, he is. He, he's behind the um, behind the counter. And as you guys kind of walk in, he, he looks at you real quick. He sees that you're immediately checking out the wares. And uh, he's, he's, let's just say there's a little back and forth. He introduces himself. He says, you know, I'm, I'm Durin Silverbeard. Uh, this is my shop. You know, welcome. Feel free to peruse the wares. All right, so I uh, I kind of venture over. I I I really uh, I like your shop. I, I you you seem like you have some very well made items here. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes, uh, I actually make them all myself. Uh, me and me and my assistant, but he's he's uh he's learning. Uh, for the most part, everything you see here was made by myself or somebody that I I check their quality. So this, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Nablus. No, and you can finish what you're doing. I was just gonna say, uh, this uh, this sunstone ring—I I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Ah, uh, yes, this is the only place in the world you can get sunstone. Uh, it's it's mined up with the the gold beards there in the uh, sunstone cavern. But you know, obviously, actually, I guess you're in the goldstone. He's over over there, not up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, he says, uh, "Yeah, we get a we get a pretty good price. There's quite a bit of it down there, but you know, it's well controlled." Is uh. It seems extremely bright. Well, I mean, how do you, how does one even wear this? Uh, well, uh, fashionably, it would be the the right word. <laughs> yes, you you put it on. You nah, put on the if you wear if you wear a uh, <laughs> I like that. If you wear wear a necklace right. with sunstone on it, you will be impossible to ignore. If you wear a ring, you know you you can hide it a little bit, but if people look, they'll they'll definitely see it. You know, there's there's other jewelry we provide, but uh, you know, we stopped making sunstone with certain things that are meant to be hidden because they tend to shine through clothing. You say it's well controlled. Like, what what do you mean by that? The the gold beards they they make sure that they don't. If if you're buying sunstone, it's probably from my shop or one of the other shops around here. Although I will tell you, I have the finest in this whole golden marketplace. Curious, how does a silver beard open a shop in the gold beard area? Yeah. He uh, he gets a little little upset in his face a bit, and uh, he kind of. I kinda... slap <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> you can't just ask people how they get <laughs> silver beards. <laughs> he he said it's it's okay. I I actually I like my silver beard. I, just some of the other folks they give me a hard time about. It. I'm I am a proud gold beard. I just uh something between the uh my mom and my dad, they both have gold gold hair and I just ended up with silver. Not sure how that happened, oh, but There's lots of people who like to make up their own ideas of how that could happen and I I don't agree with any of them. But enough about me. Uh, how do you like having a friggin' gigantic chest? <laughs> a little for my mom. A little for my mom, a little for my dad, you know. Receptive uh, genes. <laughs> I suppose that wasn't the insult I was hoping it to be, but that's okay. <laughs> So, oh, Greybeard, Greybeard coming back at novelist. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I don't know, uh, is there anything I can do? Can I roll for anything to maybe get a little more insight, or is is like that's pretty much it? <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, what? Tell me what you're trying to learn. I don't know. I just think it's really weird that he's like the only silver beard here, and like he has a shop and he sells the finest quality um, sunstones. That's just kind of weird to mm-hmm. me. Okay. I mean, uh, why are, don't you? We are, we are in the sunstone capital of the world. <laughs> so yeah, why, but why would you let a silver beard sell it? Boy. Racist why against you're so, you're, you're you a so beardist. Racist? <laughs> racist? <laughs> <laughs> For the finest quality beard in land. Why, why why don't you uh, why don't you roll me a persuasion check? This will be part of the dis- little discussion and the back and forth that you guys just had to see if you get any more about, about oh, who no. this guy is. Uh-oh. Six. Uh, so with a natural one, unless you're gonna risky whiskey that, then it's not gonna work. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. All right. Uh, so. He um, he starts kind of talking to you guys about some of the, the jewelry and he says, you know, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what are you what are you folks here in Erngrozuik for? Uh, we're, uh, we're here to possibly get one of charters on your beautiful airships. Uh, yes. Uh, have you have you met Stormrider yet? He's he's the, the main guy there. Yes. Just met him. Uh, just met him today. So uh, he's a. Are... Yep. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. So we're we're looking to, you know, maybe catch up with him at some point soon. Mm-hmm. We figured while we're here, uh, we'll check out your shop and see see what you have. Yeah, I actually, uh, Stormrider and I, we we have a, a bit of a uh, professional relationship. Every time that he comes back and forth, uh, when he encounters a big storm or some some heroic situation he comes to my shop he buys a new charm for his beard and uh you'll notice if next time you see him he's got a bunch of them they're kind of tucked away it's more for him than for show uh but he he's got all these little charms like uh you know there was one time one of his masts caught on fire while he was midair lightning struck it and uh he was able to save the whole ship and so he's got a little little lightning bolt kind of tucked away in his beard and uh, there's a number of other ones there, but he gets them specially made. He's a he's a very good guy, a very brave, brave sailor. How often do these dangers happen on these airships? Mm, unless you're going over the disintegrated peaks, it's fairly rare. Maybe like one in seven to ten or so. He comes back with pretty good stories, but it's only every couple of months. Okay. So I have one more question about this uh, sunstone ring. Sure. So I'm... I think I want to buy one for my beautiful mother, but the shininess of it might be a little bit too much for her. Is there is there any methodology that you have to conceal it a bit? Hmm, that's an interesting idea. I never really thought about hiding sunstone. It's kind of the whole point. Uh, I will tell you, if you were to, it won't work if you put it in your bag. It's gonna glow. So. And he, he kind of looks... Actually, you know what? I'm going to have him roll something real quick. Cause, to, let's just see what he knows about stuff. Let's see what he knows about stuff. <laughs> so he, he, lo- he looks at you and Nomeo. And because uh, I, I believe... I'm reasonably sure you're the one that's holding it. He says, uh, the bag of holding you got there. That, that would work oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, you could hide it if you had something like that. But I mean, I don't know why your mother would want to wear a ring and not have it. Glow? Well, she's well, a very she might be walking through a bad neighborhood. You don't know. She she might want mm. to hide it for a little while just in case, you know, someone wants to stick it off her finger. Well, well I she, think she, 
Yeah. Well, to be honest, I think she would love the stone and the shape and the color of it, but she's also very modest, so I wouldn't mm. want her to feel awkward wearing it. But it is very beautiful. Well, perhaps you could have a, a enchanter kind of maybe enchant her, her purse or something to be more of a bag of holding. Like, if you put it in a bag of holding, it goes to a whole other plane. You won't see it at all. Uh, but aside from that, it's going to glow through cloth. It's going to glow through pretty much anything you put it in. Okay. Thank you. Well, maybe I will have to lend your mother my bag of holding. I would appreciate that, Brother and Rapier. <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, he says... So I ask... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, can I ask uh, yeah? two questions for this dude? Is there any special function for sunstones? Like, do they have any functional use? Like, diamonds can be used for, you know, particular cutting things and stuff? Uh, they, they fetch a, as I mentioned, they're, they're fairly controlled. So people like to get their hands on them and they sell for a lot of, a lot of gold outside of Erngarzua care. Uh, so, I mean, you, you buy something here, you buy 20 gold worth, you'll be able to sell it for easily double outside of, uh, Akari. But magic use, eh, not so much, you know, I mean, you could, you if you had a big enough chunk, you could maybe put it on something It could light up your way. But that would be a bit of a waste because they're they get pretty expensive as they get big. They're so expensive. Cool, cool. Also, how much are those charms that Stormrider gets? Like, could we like give you the money for his next one as like a tip for him? You know, like are you buy the person behind you in Starbucks a drink? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. In parentheses. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got the we got the pay it pay it forward. Uh, sure, absolutely. Uh, the, the, what he typically gets, it's more for him than it is necessarily for show. So it's not so not extremely expensive. Most of them are probably about a gold to two gold tops. Um, they're not, they're not a lot. He doesn't even really like them to be gold because with his blue beard, the gold shows too much. He likes a silver color. Um, about two, two gold to cover it if that's something you want to do. I give you two gold to cover his next one. All right. Uh, and what what's your name? What name should I put on this? Uh, Talon Creek. I was like, do you mean like our group's names? Because we don't have one. Snortimer <laughs> Soldiers. Snortimer Soldiers. All right. <laughs> he's going to get that. He's going to be like, what? <laughs> uh, no, I've, I've gotten weirder requests. So, uh, all right. So he writes more from Snortimer Soldiers. And uh, he, he writes on a little thing. He says, thank you very much for your your uh, patronage. And, uh, you know, just just looking, talking to you guys. I'm I'm assuming you're are you adventurers? Or are you you're not from here? Clearly, right? No, no. we are wandering heroes place. of great renown. Oh well, yes. Uh, Snortimer, <laughs> Snortimer soldier, soldier, Snortimer soldiers is what you said. Yes. All right. I'm I'm using that until you guys tell me other words. Wise, I like it. Oh no, I think that's it. I think I, that's I it. love it. I, I, I love think it. That's it now. That's great. Yep. Uh, so before we leave, or if we're not but, leaving, then I can hold it. <laughs> no, he's he's still chatting for a sec. So he says, uh, okay. "I've actually," uh, and he he um, he says, "Since since you've uh, patronized me a little bit," and he hits a button on on the 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 uh, counter in front of him, and it flips over, and you oh. see a whole bunch of jewelry kind of Secret showing. Thing. He says. These are these are what I usually reserve for adventurers, because frankly, I don't want to deal with people having this this jewelry here in in the city here, because I gotta see them. They're gonna yep. be all annoying about it. 
I've got a number of magical uh, jewelry here. There's everything from rings to, to amulets to necklaces. And um, if you'd like, I could tell you all about them. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're here right. for. So, so I'll just kind of go out of character here. So some of these are going to be very pricey, um, but that's okay. I'll tell you anyway, because you guys might come into money. You might not, but something to keep in mind. So, I can also try to steal them like I've obviously. You certainly could. <laughs> um, you know, you, uh, all of this is, is acceptable. I went so, so well last time. So. <laughs> so We don't know. So the first item that he goes over is called the Earrings of Whispering Winds. And I just to save you guys from taking notes, I will paste these into our backstage chat. Um, excuse me. So there's the Earrings of Whispering Winds, which are earrings that allow the wearer to understand and communicate with creatures of the air, such as birds and wind elementals. There's the Amulet, amulet of Guidance, which is an amulet that grants advantage on wisdom perception checks. There's the Bracelets of Dexterity, which increase your dexterity score by one. Ring of Spell Storing, which you guys kind of learned about before. You can spell store up to three spells um, and use them later without using spell slots. And as I told you guys, I, I don't care that you're not magic users. If you are not a magic user, you can still use this. There's a Necklace of Fireballs, which contains several magic beads that explode upon uh, impact dealing fire damage to nearby targets so basically cast the fireball spell and every day you roll to see how many more you get um earring of comprehension which grants you the ability to understand and speak any language for a limited duration um let's see there's there's quite a few of these so uh there's a, a few others but the, some that might be interesting is a circlet that allows the wearer to read the surface thoughts of creatures within a certain range that's the circlet of mind reading. The mm. anklet of feather fall, which helps you fall slower. Pendant of healing, which is a has a limited number of charges to hear, heal the wearer or others when activated. And then one oh, more, yeah, um, which is a bro brooch, 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 brooch of shielding, uh, a brooch that creates a magical shield around the wearer, pr providing temporary hit points when activated. So there's quite a bit here, and. Uh, most of them are between 500 and several thousand gold oh. pieces. Oh, damn. Okay. Oh, those are cute. Yeah, those are adorable. Man, we had Gucci. Oh, this is sorry. why I have been I rolling that. ones because I didn't put on. Oh, I love it. Like there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't know we were shopping at Gucci. Damn. I know, right? <laughs> so I'm going to paste those into our backstage. At least 500. Uh, most of them are, are between 500 and I think the top one is 5,000, but the cheapest one is, and keep in mind, everything can be negotiated, but the cheapest one is about 500 gold. The most expensive is about 5,000 gold. Well, that was fun. Right. Thanks, guys. Uh, can I pay <laughs> in pork rinds? Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> the earrings of comprehension, do those mm -hmm. only translate things you hear or also things you read? Uh, I would say both. Um, understand and speak any language for a limited amount of time. So it would be anything you yeah. read here, any anything like that. Yep, I'm cool with that. I want the I want the circlet of mind reading. That thing is awesome. Yeah, that would be a cool one. How much? What's what's that? What's that run? Uh, so the the um sorry the crown uh the circlet of mind reading. So it's a rare item. So it'll be a couple of thousand, probably like two to three thousand. Two to, that's all. Okay. We're gonna have to, <laughs> oh, yeah, wow, that's all. Mr. High Roll over here. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Well, <laughs> I like... Oh, there's a crown of charisma that gives you plus one? So I could be zero. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you're going to have to pay like a thousand bucks for that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. So, uh, so is there anything that I'm sure there's things that strike your fancy? Uh, you guys could certainly think about it. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to do at the golden market? Is there any, well, any you... spell components or anything too? Is things to think about? Uh, well, I was just going to ask him, like, since we've kind of gotten to know him a bit, I'd like to just ask him a little bit about like the land and like, you know, who, who is the leader of this guild or can you tell us a little bit about this land since we're, we're newbies? Sure. <laughs> tell me about your father. Yeah. <laughs> tell me tell me about your shit beard. <laughs> so, um he says uh he says the 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 leader of the the Goldbeards that's Ragnar Goldbeard. Uh he's a he's a bit of a, you know, stout dwarf. He's he's got the longest goldest beard that you could ever imagine. He's from a, a long line. And uh you know, he lives a little bit to the north. He's he's closer to the Emberforge. But, um, is, let's see, I'm just kind of looking over his, his deal. Um, he says, uh, he's got this gold crown that he, he almost never takes off. I've never seen him without it. Um, but you'll see him, he, he mostly goes from his house to the, uh, to the Sunstone Cavern pretty much every day. And, uh, when mm. he's down there, he stays down there for a few hours, presumably probably checking up on things, making sure everything's going well. The Sunstone Cavern really... It ends up making quite a bit of money for our for our guild here, our uh, our clan. How deep does the cavern go? Uh, it's less deep and more winding. I uh, haven't been down there in a while, but I feel like every day it's getting longer. Um, there's a uh, roll of persuasion. Let's see what he tells you about the the cave, cavern. Uh, oops, persuasion. Ooh, a natty. All right, you're going to learn a lot. So you got a natural 20. Um, so he says, uh, if you if you find yourself down in the, the stone uh, Sunstone Cavern, actually, you know, uh, you guys are adventure. How, how would you feel about running a little job for me? Oh. Oh. Only because you rolled a natural 20. <laughs> well, I mean, that means... I mean, we could. The earrings are already doing their work. Just saying. <laughs> so he that, says, uh, uh, "I got, a, I got a shipment in the from the Sunstone Cavern. I, I've been looking for some more raw material to to kind of make some more jewelry from. Uh, if you're if you're willing to go down there and and you know receive a package for me, I'll pay you about you know like three five gold somewhere in there. There's a few. You know what? There's four of you. We'll go. We'll go four gold." Uh, if you want to just kind of hustle over there, come bring me back a package. Sure. So we, were, we were going that way anyway. Yeah. All right. That sounds, he takes... That sounds good to us, but that means... Can we get maybe... Uh, does that mean we can make uh, maybe a little bit more of a deal on some of your more rare items? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you do a little job, I'll give you a 10% discount on anything that you want to buy. Okay, 10%. And uh, so he takes out a little piece of paper and he, he writes, he says, uh, you know, permission to enter the Sunstone Cavern. Um, and then he signs his, his name. Okay. Can right, I ask him one last question before we head out? Um, yeah. So back on the topic of, of the, the Ragnar guy. Um, can you tell us about his, is he married at all? Does he have a wife? I'm just curious to what she does. 
It's a peculiar question. Are you are you interested? Because <laughs> I can tell you, he doesn't really. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's really his his thing. He's he's been married for quite a few years. And, oh no, uh, no 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 not at all. I just I'm just curious. You know, most great leaders have a a woman by their side. So uh, indeed, yes. Uh, I mean, he, he's got a, he's got a wife. Uh, she mostly, mostly stay. I actually don't recall her name at the moment. Uh, she's doesn't show her because I haven't. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause, uh, he says, uh, I haven't seen her, seen her in quite a while. She usually dresses pretty, pretty nice, but, um, mostly I deal with him. Hmm. Okay. All right. No further questions. No further questions. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's what's y'all's deal with the Ember Forge? Ah, uh, the Ember Forge. Uh, it's a it's a very important place. Uh, Ember Forge. Sorry, I know. <laughs> I, place. Let me look up on my I, phone. What about, sorry, I know. What about I know Misha? most of it, but I actually wrote it on purpose, so I want to make sure I tell you about it. So, uh, he says, uh, well, the the Ember Forge is, it's a uh, it's it was built to devote to our God, but more so we use it for our our burial rituals so we use it when we, we cremate our dead the the souls they rise through the chimney and the bodies become part of the fuel for the forge so as a dwarf we become the weapons we become the armor everything that helps to keep our our city going and uh it's our way to give back to our clan's future it's named for the embers that accompany the souls as they ascend through the chimney uh, anytime someone's buried in the chimney, or sorry, burned in the chimney, that heat is used to forge a small plate of metal with their name on it. So if you go up to the Ember Forge, you'll see hundreds of plates, and each one is of the metal of their clan. We have platinum, gold, iron, silver, and it has their names on it. That's fucking cool. <laughs> so all the clans. That's why I had to look it up because I'm like, I got a cool thing get... for this. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so all the clans, when someone dies, they get taken to the Amber Forge. It's not just the Goldbeard Clan, but the Goldbeard Clan runs it, or no? Uh, it's so it's more that the for... Platinum. It's between the Platinum and the Goldbeard Clan. Uh, it's it's run by various cl uh, like different people. Anybody is welcome to use it as long as you have the skill to to use it um but we also have there's a, a festival that we have here every five years called the festival of remembrance and the the dwarves we all kind of gather around and remember our ancestors and uh it's held at the ember forge and each clan brings the most pristine offering of their namesake metal to honor the ancestors each piece is melted down into four identical metal squares and uh they're inlaid into a piece of jewelry created by the Goldbeards and presented to prominent members of each clan When's Sick. the next party? <laughs> uh, it's not for a couple of years. Oh. We can wait. Well, okay. <laughs> Colin wrote it down. Yeah. She'll be back in two years. To um... as as much as uh, what is it, Deus Ex Machina happens? That that one's not. <laughs> so sometimes things don't all happen at once. Anyway, yeah, no. So the Ember <laughs> the Ember Forge is a big part of their their rituals for for death. Colin was just curious. Sure. All right. Um, so if you guys are, are you, anything else for um, for the golden market here, the Durin Silverbeard? I don't think so. Cool. 
All right. So are you heading down to the Ironhold? I'm sorry, not the Ironhold. The Ironheart Clan's quarter to meet with the um, the Obsidian Blades? Or is there something else that you guys would like to do before we end tonight's episode? Well, I don't I think, think we're ready, ready to go into the... We're not ready to go into like the mines or whatever it was. The... Mm -hmm. No, we're just going to go meet the uh, stabby stabby folk. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't like them, but sure, fine. Yeah, the ones you picked up. So, y'all are gonna go. I'm still worried that they want to sleep with me or something. So <laughs> I need to go pick up Booker, and I'll meet y'all in a bit. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. I mean, I think uh, I think we're good to go for now. I don't. I think I don't think we're ready. I mean, I think yeah, the one question is gonna be. I think the one question is going to be, do we do this errand before to get some intel of the cavern before we go and meet the dwarves and then go do their thing? That's the one or question. Or do you meet the dwarves, find out their thing, and then see if you can't use the errand as your, because he gave you a thing that says permission. Yeah, like that's, like that's our way, cavern. like that's our way in. Right. Good point. Yeah. So However, I wasn't. To be there. Well, yeah, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if the dwarves were going to give us some like secret passage in, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. We can find out. Yeah, we will find out. And then yeah, you we'll can still it do it separately after. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. This is. I love a good heist. <laughs> <laughs> well, good because it's certainly setting up to be one. Um, all right, so uh, we are going to end up doing an interlude uh, with Tallinn Creek this week. I believe we're going to probably film on Thursday. So. My guess is it will be out either Friday. So, you know, as you're kind of killing time on your Friday afternoon at work, uh, that might be a good time to watch it. Um, otherwise, catch it over the weekend. And I would encourage the other players not to watch it just because that's oh, man. <laughs> uh, we, we could watch yours. So, you know, y'all missed out on Lotus. You missed out on a lot. Yeah, I know. I've been waiting to watch yours. I want to watch yours. I was, I was yeah. telling, I was telling uh, Adriana that once you guys either leave this area or when I tell you, it will be totally fine to go watch that. But, but at the moment, okay. we'll, we'll keep everything secret. Um, yeah, at, the moment, at the moment, it's still off limits, right? We can't. Watch at the it moment, yet. it's still off limits. Yep. So I would. Uh, so it seems as if Talin is going to go pick up Booker and then potentially go do her own thing. The rest of you guys are going to be heading down to the Ironheart clan to go meet up with the Obsidian Blades to mm -hmm. see what's going on with uh, the rest of this this uh, Sunstone heist. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for playing. Um, thank you, everybody who watched and who is watching in the future. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Uh, go ahead and check the description for all of our usual links, as well as where you can find us on the rest of YouTube, because everybody here has their own channel who uh, drinks a lot of whiskey and talks about it. So um, a couple of us too. Yeah, actually, yeah, we'd appreciate that because uh, we're, we're definitely yeah. trying to get some some more where the channel is growing, but we'd like to grow it more. So tell people. Um, especially if you're enjoying it. We also put out a podcast every week, so if you missed an episode visually, you could also go listen to it audibly. Um, is there anything else anybody would like to say before we sign off for the night? I was uh, just no. going to say, in I... fact, yeah, I will not be here next week because I will be filming new stuff for my channel in Glacier National Park, and I'll just be Ooh, Very fun. Cool. So oh, that's yeah, awesome. That's so awesome. So, uh, and this Wednesday, I'm going to do a live stream on my channel, which I only do once a month. Um, and it's just going to be celebrating because I got a 
big promotion at my job. Ooh, congratulations. Congrats. That's awesome. Oh, the yeah. good Knob Creeks are coming out. <laughs> yes, the Knob Creek 12 cast stream. Nice. Oh, you might mm -hmm. be able to go up to the 18. <laughs> Although, wasn't that one yeah. bad? I don't remember. But no, the, I, no, the 18's no, good. I like the 18. I like oh, the 18 was good. Okay, yeah. No, no, the 12 is great too. The 50, the first batch of the 15. That's what it was. was. The 15 was the bad one. Yeah, batch, yeah, 001, 002 is actually a lot better than 001. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, guys, if, you, if you're not watching yet, uh, wish me luck. Uh, this Friday is the uh, Matt Madness final. Um, Hell yeah. Ooh, I'll watch. definitely be checking that out. And also, a week from Wednesday, live here in the Whiskey Room, will be Dr. Patrick Heist from Wilderness Trail. Very oh, cool. Good nice. for you. Yeah. That's going to be so, awesome. Uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be kind of like a double stream uh, that night, so we'll be on a little bit early. <laughs> Good and, luck. Uh, I'll, I'll go back on at 9. Well... It'll be mostly talking uh, when he's on, and then mm. I'll be doing more drinking later on. So. I was gonna say you you better uh, you better pace yourself because you're gonna need your 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 faculties uh, in your taste buds. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I I'm already working on like a ton of questions to ask him. It should be pretty cool. So awesome! That's really awesome. exciting. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, if, everybody. Um, um, oh, sorry. I got yes, one. please. I got one. Yeah, yeah. You guys normally have nothing, cool. so I was just trying to. <laughs> if, you, if you can see from the hat. Our our distillery has oh. finally rebranded. Sorry, we are Salty here. Dog Distillery in Lake Mills, um, and I'm excited to announce that we are going to have a blended whiskey coming out soon, made from our distillate, uh, blended with Kentucky, Tennessee, and Washington D.C. distillate coming out at Milwaukee Ooh. Whiskey Fest this Ooh. September. Wow! So, and I'm going to be sending uh, sample bottles to everybody here. Yes. Ooh. So you can I'm all excited. check it out before it comes out. I'm so, very excited. Exciting. That's awesome, man. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Follow-up question. That's super cool. Follow-up question. Can we get Salty Dog Distillery merch? Like that hat? I will see if I can't I, if I can get you some t-shirts. Like, can we buy it? Like, is there, like... If yeah, I'm willing to pay for it. it. I, I would like oh, to yeah, help yeah, support yeah, you guys. Yeah. We've, we've yeah. got it on sale right now. Um, I don't know if the website is up yet, but uh, we definitely we definitely have it in stock. Um, but yeah, I will I will see if I can send you guys some stuff. So cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to I be a salty dog. So. <laughs> 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 so I don't know what it is, but this Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, tune in and see what what Cliffy's up to. Yeah. It won't be at a brothel. It well, it might be no a brothel. Guarantee. I think I can promise. <laughs> no guarantees. It is never Pride Month. Never, never so. yeah. It is Pride Month. <laughs> <laughs> at least at a drag show. Okay, maybe a drag. I would love to do it. I should just like. I, I need more drag queen friends. Invite them over. Let's drink whiskey and get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, on another so um. Some of you may be new to the channel, uh, maybe having found the ChatGPT uh, designing a city video that I put out there. Um, I'm going to be doing more of those style of videos just because it's such a, a very powerful and very useful tool um, for stuff like this and to show you how to use, uh, how to develop NPCs and, and stores and guilds and like everything else that you want. I'm going to do a whole series on that and I'm going to try to crank them out fairly fast. Um, cause I think it'd be very cool to get those out there. So, um, other than that, the whiskey dictionary, uh, I'm going to be doing a vertical flight, not flight, a vertical kind of comparison of red breast very soon. Um, I got the 21 recently, so I'm going to be doing a video on that probably in the next couple of days. Uh, and then next week I'll be doing a vertical of all of them to see kind of which one I think is the most worth the money. 
So I think Ed and I did that together a long time ago on my channel. I feel did like, you? Yeah, we did like a, yeah. I sent him a five different red breasts, and uh, it's fun. I'm curious to hear what you think. I mean, especially of the 21, it definitely was yeah. surprising to me. I'm really excited. I have the 21 sitting over there unopened, and it's been killing my soul every day as I work here and just sit here and stare at it. And I'm like, it's only 10 a.m. Don't drink it. So <laughs> anyway, all right, everybody. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's everything we've got. So thank you guys very much again for for playing. Um, I had a lot of fun tonight, and it was fun throwing you around in a big giant ball. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Next week is all I got to say. Oh, I think yeah. Next week, I feel like uh, it's going to be a good one. So tune in. Awesome. All the balls. All right. <laughs> the title of the episode. We got a name now. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys got to let us know what you, we should name the episode. But um, oh yes. All right. Have a great rest of your night, everybody, and cheers. 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 Thank you for joining us here on Dungeons & Drams. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review on your podcast host of choice. And be sure to check the description for a link to our Discord server, YouTube channel, Patreon, and links to our individual places on the internet. Come back next week for more adventures in the lands of Domidium. Cheers.